And like, Rotham sent me a nasty email right before we we're about to record. And he said, Wait, what? He said, I hate you and your disgusting bald face. Wait, no, that, no, I think that was Ying who said that. All right, welcome to the Monarch Experience Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Ancona. Here at the Monarch Experience Podcast, we are giving students the platform to be able to voice their opinions about what matters most to them. And today, what matters most is the Mandalorian. This is the way. We're going to be chatting about Mandalorian Season 1, Mandalorian Season 2, the potential spinoffs that we're going to see coming later on down the line. Talk about our favorite characters, favorite episodes from both seasons uh some pretty big storylines talk about favorite moments we're gonna be chatting about all of this and more but before we do any of that first gotta introduce our three incredible guests we have jay for the first time who's a huge star wars fan jay say hello to our audience hello very nice jay it is great to finally get to meet you and chat with you i'm pumped to have you on Pratham. Hello there. Pratham, you didn't give me a second to say something nice about you. Oh, there's nothing neat to say nice. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to try it again or or do you want, or do you want, here, I'll try it. Ready? We'll try it again. We've got Pratham. Oh man, Pratham, I have nothing nice to say about you. (laughs) (laughs) No No comment. Slandering his Star Wars opinion. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Pratham, I don't know if now is the time to tell you, but um, you. So, for our listeners, Pratham was supposed to be on the Star Wars review episode, and Pratham sent me a nasty email right before we're about to record, and he said, and he said, "I hate you and your disgusting bald face." Wait, Wait, what? No, I think that was Ying who said that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but but Pratham, for whatever reason, uh, things just our schedules like you you had stuff that came up and you weren't able to be yeah. a part of it, and we were we were pretty sad about it. Um, and we were like, oh man, do we like? You know, Pratham had done all the prep work, and like you you put all your 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 takes and you ranked your Star Wars ep- uh, movies uh, in the doc, and we were like, do we do we just share his or do we not share his? And ultimately, I think we decided. I ended up cutting a lot of any of the stuff that we referenced to you because. We didn't want to have you get hate mail or people say, like, what's wrong with you? Why do you like Phantom Menace so much? Or why do you like The Last Jedi so much? Uh, and you not be able to at least back your opinion up. So, Pratham, it's great to actually have you on the episode now. <laughs> I will say something positive about you, Pratham, by the time we're done. I promise. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sheikah. <Yeah. laughs> and, and, of course, who else would be our third guest? But the great Ashika, Ashika has now been on. I'm I'm running out of fingers on one hand to count the amount of times you've been on episodes. This is your fourth now. Yes. Yeah, Ashika. I always come back. <laughs> You're like a villain. You are like a Star Wars villain. Yes. Every time we think we're the done with you. Classical villain line. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to break um, a non-existent record. No, oh, it does. It exists, and you it have exists? shattered What's it. The, 
Oh, I don't know. Well, actually, so this is a great opportunity to kind of actually just tell some random information. We are going to be doing, we're believing we're intending on doing, maybe I shouldn't say this until it's ironed out, uh, but with the logo reveal, a component of this enormous event, wait, home and try that again, a component of this enormous event that will occur in the spring is that we're going to have a Monarch Experience podcast trivia. And uh, people should better be keeping track of our guests because, Ishika, if, if you hold that record, you know what you win. <laughs> super Shredder? Nothing. Nothing. Oh. No, you will not get Super Shredder. <laughs> you stay away. Are you kidding? I have fond memories of that Super Shredder and going to Toys R Us with my grandparents. And you that think you stole super from someone? No, no, no. I just convinced this kid that he didn't want Super Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> and thus... I gave myself the first Super Shredder award. How did you convince him that you he didn't I, want the Super Shredder? Well, he was holding two toys. Super Shredder, who was very elusive every time I go to a toy store, and some other Ninja Turtle toy. And I looked over his shoulder and I said, Super Shredder sh- sucks. You don't want Super Shredder. <laughs> and he looked at me and I had heard his mom had just said, Billy, you can only get one. And I was like, now's my chance. And I told him Super Shredder sucks. And he looked at me and went, you're right, and threw it back onto the shelf. But I literally grabbed it out of the air, and I was like, it's mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like now you start of a movie. You stole I know, a poor right? kid's toy. No, you're I didn't. a genius I, I, child. I was a kid. There's no stealing a poor kid's toy when you are a kid yourself. Uh, you are such a devious child. That's well, just stabbing someone with a fork. <laughs> Maybe maybe that's starting to take a toll on you. I think it has already taken a toll on me. (laughs) Well, so we are in the midst of uh, doing another review. I'm really digging these reviews, to be completely honest. Uh, I thought they would kind of be like, I would do one or two here or there. And we started it the first season with uh, the Umbrella Academy. And honestly, I'm just enjoying getting to talk to you guys about your interests, your passion. And that's what this podcast is all about getting to give you guys a platform to talk about the things that you love. So let's talk about things you love. But before we do that, we got to at least get down to this great, great debate. What is cooler, volcanoes or earthquakes? And I'm not talking about the destruction they leave and the the devastation and the people who die. We're talking about just like what's cooler from a scientific standpoint, earthquakes or volcanoes. Jay, I'm going to start with you, man. What do you think? Uh... I'm going to have to go with uh, Earthquakes because of Tremors movie. The movie Tremors with Kevin Bacon? Yeah, the only the only movie that uh, about natural disasters that's better is Sharknado. <laughs> no, no, that movie sucks. I watched, I watched I like so many movies in three of those in one day. Dude. <laughs> but they're stupid. Dude, the fact that you said... The best movie about natural disaster, <laughs> Sharknado, is the greatest. I, I've only known you for about 12 minutes, but that's the greatest thing you've ever said. I love it. And I have to agree. So you're going to go with third option. Volcano, earthquake, or Sharknado? What's the greatest <laughs> natural disaster? <laughs> uh, Jay, that's amazing. Jay, first of all, great reference with Sharknado. Number two, Tremors is an incredible movie. What an answer. What an answer. Pratham, how do you top? So here, we'll add a third. What is a cooler natural disaster? Earthquake, volcanoes, or sharknados? 
I don't go Sharknadoes. Yeah, well, scientifically, what are you so enamored because with? Because it's new, and it's a new <laughs> phenomenon, and people would love to experience Sharknado once in a while, <laughs> and hope Dude. it to be better than the actual movie. So, Pratham, have you not been paying attention to the last year? Haven't we experienced enough? <laughs> You're going to jinx us all. Seriously, Pratham, right? Like In like two weeks... We're going to hear like a Sharknado has landed in like Kentucky. We're going to be like, oh, crap. Here we go again. But no one will ever know. Or will they? I'm not really sure. Oh, no. I mean, All right. 14 countries, you never know. That's true. Hey, we're up to Sharks, 20 countries. Sharks. To, we're up and to 20 a countries. Oh, really? Tornado. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Ishika, what is cooler? Sharknado, volcano, or earthquake? Well, when you look at like the three like compared next to each other, volcano is the coolest villain entrance. Like if you see a villain start walking out of a volcano, you aren't gonna stand there, you are gonna run. Yeah. I'm gonna run. <laughs> <laughs> uh I I I think I'm going to side with you. As cool as a Sharknado is, Jay, I think um, the visual of a volcano that is dormant, the threat of a dormant volcano is pretty horrifying. Like, oh, that thing could just explode and just, yeah. you know. Uh, how close you live to it. It's just some people yeah. live so close yeah, to it. Yeah, that's right. I know. People from ancient Pompeii are just shaking their heads at us right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, real cool. Yeah, it's a little too soon. <laughs> Uh, Pompeii. Um, yeah, I think volcanoes are pretty cool. And I think my whole, the only reason I'm going to say that is because I had, uh, we had gone to Hawaii and we did a helicopter, uh, not drive by, not fly, uh, ride, I suppose it's called. We did a helicopter ride over a dormant volcano. By the way, horrifying. Um, but it, oh no, it was an active volcano. I'm sorry. And you could actually see the black molten rock with like little trickles of burning hot red lava like flowing through it. And all I could think was we have no place to land. <laughs> like if we needed to, like we have no place to land. Like, and it was pretty breathtaking. So I'm going to say volcano though. I have, I have lived through and experienced Did an earthquake. Did you take any pictures? Oh dude, I took plenty of pictures. I'll, maybe I'll, I'll send them in an email. It's a pretty cool. amazing sight to see molten lock rock. Molten rock and lava like seeping through it. But yeah, uh, I went the- to Hawaii when I was like five, but like again, I was five. Yeah. There was no way my parents were gonna let me near an active Isn't volcano. Someone, like decided that it was a good idea to just settle near there and just be like, Yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know. and even more people just decide to like go extremely close to the volcano when even when they're living there. I, mean, I know, man, and it's it's so crazy. Like I, I think about that too, Jay. Like settling near a volcano, but it's kind of no different than for them. I'm sure it's no different than us living near the shore. And like, look at how much destruction we've had with hurricanes with Sandy and Irene over the last decade. Where like, I'm sure people who are in the Midwest are like, "What's wrong with them? Why would you live near the water?" But then, to and then there's tornadoes, so. Like everywhere you go, there's something else. Exactly. Same thing with California and like people yep. who are near live near. So we the can fault. all poke fun at ev- so we can poke fun at everyone. Except we for all people who live a- in Antarctica. People- 
That's it's true, a whole yeah. it's a whole circle. Everyone poking fun at each other. So. <laughs> wow. How do we tie this into the Mandalorian? Well, speaking, speaking of, of Sharknadoes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Mandalorian dropped. So we didn't put this on the on the doc, the prep sheet. So we're going to kind of go a little rogue here. Uh, not rogue one. Ha ha ha. But we're going to go a little rogue here. So I want to ask you, your your levels of Star Wars fandom. Jay, you, you're a huge Star Wars fan. I know Ashika and Pratham, you guys are big fans. I am a big fan too. But my fandom kind of like stops if I'm expected to watch stuff outside of like, I'm not going to absorb every star Wars related piece of content just because it's star Wars. So seen all the movies, uh, I did not see the Han Solo one. It just didn't interest me. So I didn't feel like I needed to see it. Uh, same thing with the clone wars. Didn't interest me. I hear it's great. I know, but didn't have any interest when Mandalorian was coming out. Uh, I was curious and and the fact that John Favreau was directing it gave me hope, but I wasn't like, oh my god, I need to see this. Like when it came out, it was okay. It came out, and then I checked it out. Uh, Prothan, we'll start with you, man. Where was your anticipation for the show when it was first released? To be honest, I was, I was excited to have something not related to the main storyline. I was pretty interested to see how this Mandalorian would make his way. Yeah, I think that's kind of what interested me too, where it was like, no, it's it's a totally side storyline. I was like, all right, finally. I kind of would, I think the whole Jedi thing was a little exhausted from it. That's awesome. Uh, Jay, what was your level of excitement when the show was first coming out? Uh, it was, I waited a little bit to watch it, but I was still really excited because it's different from everything else and it explains like people outside that are not Jedi's or don't live in Coruscant or whatever, they're living outside and how they feel and what they're doing. Yeah, it it Jay, do you think it was like almost like a like a separate universe? I feel like it's the, it's the same it's the same universe, but like they don't talk, they barely talk about other things, like until like that last episode. Yeah, and we'll get there. Jay, yeah, I think that was one of the big things that kind of drew me into it too because I don't know about you. Um, we talked about this on the Star Wars episode, but Jay, I kind of left uh, I left The Last Jedi and, and all of that feeling a bit exhausted of the whole Star Wars like storyline. So I think when the whole idea was like it's in the same universe, but it's like a completely side thing, the rebellion is a like, peripheral kind of thing. That was really intriguing for me. Ishika, yeah. what about you? What was your level of excitement when this show first dropped? I'm going to be completely honest here. Um, the Mandalorian was actually personally my introduction into like the world of Star Wars. What? <laughs> I only became a fan over quarantine because that's when we got Disney+. Plus. And yeah. so my dad's like, hey, you should watch the Star Wars movies with me. And I'm like, what? No, that's for nerds. <laughs> and then he's like yeah and then he like bribed me into watching it okay so tell me about so obviously he can bribe you all he wants but there's nine movies to get through or at least three to get through really if he felt like you weren't gonna totally immerse yourself what was it that changed your perspective of star wars is for nerds um, so we started off with watching like episode three four five and not like from episode one Okay. So I definitely 
think it was just like sort of that nostalgia feeling coming from it like okay. the not so like great um effects but also yeah. it also had like the good plot line but also the horrendous puppets oh yeah and, like, so coming from someone who doesn't watch that many like old movies it just you know felt nice for like a like a switch that and this was during early quarantine and i had no life yeah. i was just so bored so i, I figured you know might as well give it a shot and then so i think i got through the first three movies and the then original my dad, three right yeah the original okay. three and then my dad's um he asked me if i wanted to watch the mandalorian with him which is like some new fancy series that's coming out and i'm like sure why not i have nothing else to do and then you know i got hooked because of like the effects were significantly better and also um once i found out the director i think i got a, a slightly more interested in it just because i know his work from like the, all of the marvel movies and like stuff yeah and and elf obviously yeah and uh, his best work it, it i mean elf is a is a one of the probably the most recent christmas classics ever but we'll talk about that on our amazing oh it is it absolutely is but we'll we'll talk about elf maybe on our christmas special next year (laughs) um oh great idea for later and kona remember that uh so that being said ishika uh what was your and we'll kind of work our way backwards ishika who is your favorite character in the mandalorian I don't know if this is just like a pattern within my brain, but through pretty much all books I read and like all serials I watch, my favorite character is almost always the main character. Makes sense. It's just like this pattern. So like, you know, for this, my favorite character would be like Mando, um, Baby Yoda. But I also really liked um, Cara Dune in this just because like, I don't know, she was cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought... Cara Dune's introduction in the first season was pretty awesome. How she like went toe to toe with Mandalorian, and, and then they also kinda... like the the blacksmith lady. I forgot the name. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. It, does anyone here feel like man like Mando is not one of your favorite characters or the favorite character? Yeah. And okay. what's weird about it is who played him. It didn't fit the character. Like the actor didn't fit the character. When you moved his helmet and you knew, and then you figured out who it was. Like I feel like it didn't fit. Yeah. Yeah, like, well the the first time he takes off the helmet, Jay, you felt like you were like But that's was what he looks dying. like. Yeah. To be yeah. fair, the man was dying. Yeah. So he I, I agree. You I think you build up like this what's this guy gonna look like? That when he takes the helmet off, nothing was gonna make you feel like it was justified. The voice fits him perfectly, though. Oh, my God. The yeah. voice, his cadence is so perfect. You sound like every teenage girl right now. Oh, my God, his voice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you, Ishika. I am. So now I can go to sleep tonight thinking I had one student say I'm disgusting. And another <laughs> student said I'm like a teenage girl when it comes to another man's voice. Awesome. Thanks. Great. Wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. We're going to keep all this. This is perfect. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I love um, – I love I, the reason I ask is because I feel like the main character, it's not it – doesn't happen – it's not rare. But I feel like sometimes the main character people kind of get, like, tired of and are very easily, like, dismissing the importance of the main character. So that's why I wanted to ask if anyone felt like Mando, like Mando was not your favorite. Uh, Pratham, who are who is your favorite character aside from the Mandalorian? 
it has to be between Boba Fett and Moff Gideon. Mm. For two re- yeah. I like Moff Gideon because of its, like, calmness and, like, situation. And it's, like, like commanding tone and all. Yeah. And also his his victory in the dark in the dark saber, I believe. Yeah, man. And Moff Gideon, the guy who plays him, uh, I'm forgetting the actor's name. You said his calmness, like that's what he's known for. He is like the his o- like stern expression, and he's so scary, and he doesn't have to raise his voice at all. Yeah, yeah. Like if you watch him in Breaking Bad, watch that with your parents' consent, or if you watch him in The Boys, he plays the exact same type of villain: calm, in control over everything, never gets agitated or excited, and that makes him horrifying. And that's why people always fall in line because they don't want to mess with you. Don't wanna me- you don't want to mess with uh, the, the, the chicken man. That's a Breaking Bad <laughs> reference. Um, when I um, first saw the character, I had to do a double take because for a split second, I thought it was Morgan Freeman. <laughs> He's great. He's great. Pratham, why, uh, who's your other favorite character? Oh, it's Boba Fett just because he's Boba Fett. He's like, oh, of course. Yeah. And Bo- and Boba Fett redeeming the fact that and them redeeming the fact that Boba Fett didn't die because he went out like a punk in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> like the fandom's obsession, I don't know Pratham J how you guys feel about Boba Fett, but like the fandom's obsession with this character that is so ancillary and just gets like knocked off the ship and gets eaten like <laughs> like a punk like is so ra- like so bizarre. But I feel like they they did him justice. Like they make this dude look like a can't say the word, but like this like bad man. Like he survived all that. Yeah, at first when I was watching the movies, I didn't understand why everyone was just like obsessed with him so much. He had yeah. like maybe five minutes of screen time, and we heard him talk like once. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. I mean, but I I have to admit, I do love Boba Fett. Um, yeah, he's there, a there pretty like, character. He is. But and and like, I think yeah, it, he deserved a better death. I ag- I agree. Justice for Boba. Uh, but I <laughs> will say got- this. I think they do a nice job then of taking that lore and obsession with Boba Fett and bringing him back and now it's now it's kind of justified. Yeah. yeah uh, Jay, who uh, who are your favorite characters? Uh uh Fennec Chad. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's the person, the girl who helps uh, Boba Fett. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Boba Fett. Awesome. What uh, uh, Fennec Shad? And if we're butchering it, oh well. What uh, what draws you to this character? The fact that in, in the beginning she was so chill with getting arrested, and that that was just, I don't know. Like that, she kind of just accepted whatever's going to happen yeah, is yeah, going to yeah. happen. Yeah, man, That's I totally hear. Accepted you. her death, and then. She gets saved by Boba Fett, and then she just owes her whole life to Boba Fett. Was- yeah, I I noticed Jay. I don't know if the, and we could definitely talk about this as as you know this conversation kind of progresses. Like I felt like loyalty play was a pretty significant theme throughout both seasons. Uh, did you guys see that as as prevalent as I did, or am I just being an English teacher? No, definitely. Like yeah. just the loyalty theme and, and throughout the whole thing, and also the whole like give, having and like giving favors. Yes, or, and like, I think that ties. Someone. Yeah, the the idea of debt. That's just a huge theme in Star Wars altogether. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Like having debt to someone, or like just debt and the idea in general. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm immediately thinking of like Han Solo, but the the debt seems like it's a burden with like him like having to like pay back guys shooting first in the the Cantina 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 Cantina. Thank you. Uh, and like and then him like you know kind of almost being like owing a lot to Boba Fett and kind of or not Boba Fett Jabba. Uh, yeah, she I never thought of that. Debt definitely does play a huge part. Who's uh, the English teacher now? Oh, I know. See, I told you, you're taking over, dude. It's I, I'm out after this one. <laughs> <laughs> Time to uh, finally retire. Yes, <laughs> I'm going to gracefully bow out. Uh, I agree. I think all the characters you said are fantastic. Man, Mandalorian is is just the clear cut favorite for me. Uh, I could, and I think that's why I love the show is because a lot of shows I feel like they can bring up secondary characters and then devote an entire episode towards now we're going to follow the secondary character. And if the secondary character just doesn't have that kind of interest, I just feel like it's like, ah, oh, great. You're doing one of those episodes. And I appreciated that the Mandalorian really did not do that. It was all just following his path to getting baby Yoda back home. Yeah. And, and I love the simplicity of that. We'll, we'll kind of, I'm sure we'll talk more about that uh, as we keep going. But for me, I think, yeah, all the characters you mentioned are fantastic. I really did like Cara Dune's character. The character, I think, was was important within the show. I thought her like evolution was great uh, from season one to season two. And I, I kind of like that there was somebody that could go toe-to-toe with him when you first get introduced to him. And I think that that kind of, at least for me, that kind of like changed the series up a little bit, which was awesome. Uh, yeah, personally, I don't really like overpowered main characters. Me too. I agree. Yeah. yeah, because your main character's got to be your hero, and the hero can only you can only get behind the hero if they are vulnerable in some way. Yeah. But you, they also have to be relatable, and that's another big thing. Yeah, yeah. Like the invincible hero, I, nobody wants to see that. I want to see like somewhat of you know an underdog kind of. Yeah, but not like too much of an underdog because then it's just like, what are you doing at this point? I agree. Ishika, you and I, we are on the same exact page with we it. Ser- we share a single brain cell. We do. Just one brain cell. <laughs> that is that is all that's cool. left after this year. You know, sometimes I have to just lend it to you when you're grading essays. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so those are, those are all the big characters that I like. I, I am a big Bill Burr fan. Uh, I don't remember his name that he plays in the show, but the comedian Bill Burr, uh, he's the like the redheaded dude who's like funny, um, who I think they free at, in season two. Uh, oh. They free him of his debt. Oh yeah, that dude. He was there yeah. for like an episode when they were breaking into the thing. Yes, yeah. and he's that in a few one, episodes. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm not going to chase you. And he was like, I'm free. Uh, Bill Burr is an amazing comedian. I love him. He's hilarious. Uh, so I, I liked him. I liked his role in there as well. Maybe not his character. He was All great right. in this though. He was great. Yeah, he, he, really, he really was. I thought he injected some some lighthearted comedy at times too. <laughs> Something that they needed at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I think it's a balance, right? I don't know. Like Jay, I don't know about you, man, but like, I felt like the newer three star Wars movies were trying to be too much like Marvel and try to inject too much humor throughout them. Yeah. But yeah, but like they, they try to reach like a younger set of people. So, and it, was and even them they didn't reach because like the comedy whenever movies or tv shows or whatever try to do that they always fail it never works yeah. 
Yeah. The, I think they really well said, man. They, they reached and failed. Uh, so favorite episode slash, and we'll kind of let this part be a little bit more fluid, but favorite episode, favorite scene. Uh, Jay, we'll start with you, man. What was your favorite episode? What was your favorite scene? Uh, my favorite scene would have to be when Baby Yoda was on the rock contacting the Force. Because mm. that was like the biggest like play of the Force in that whole uh the first time yeah. that he used the force yeah but it wasn't the first time but it was like the biggest like thing we we can actually see that he has good contact with the force or whatever yeah so yeah i think that's chapter 14 because we wanted to see that right like yeah. we wanted to see like all right is he really a jedi like yeah. is he really baby yoda yeah <laughs> nice what was your was that your favorite episode too yeah, yeah that would be our favorite episode What'd you love about it? Because uh, then Boba Fett comes back in that episode too. So that was cool. And he, he helps Mando and then he gives back the armor. And that was like, like kind of like reminiscing about like the older Star Wars, especially when yeah. he gets his armor back. Oh, yeah. yeah. When he puts that armor on, man, it, it's hard not to be like, oh, boy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely love that episode a lot. And that moment in particular, too, where, like, Boba Fett's back. I did have it spoiled. I hate the internet. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Because once I saw that Boba Fett was trending, I didn't I didn't click on it, but I just saw that it was trending. And, and in the no. back of my head, it started making sense. Like, oh, I'm going to watch The Mandalorian with my wife tonight. And then as I'm watching it, I was like... Oh no, Boba Fett comes back. And 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 it it ruined that that moment of like, holy crap, like it's Boba Fett. Did did any of you get have it ruined? No, luckily, because whenever okay. like a new episode comes out for any show that I watch, I just stay off of social media. It's a smart move. Uh Pratham, what was your favorite scene and or episode? The my favorite scene is the exact same one that you have. It's when yeah. Boba comes out and just becomes Boba. It's amazing. It's like Boba's back, and he's stronger than ever. Yeah, I, again, I think yeah. they like it's so much redemption for this character to like yeah. be that like assassin that we were told he was in the original three, but really didn't get to like see it happen. Like, I wanted to see Boba Fett be this like dude. And now they're coming out with like a Boba Fett series, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm curious to see what they do with that. And we could talk about the spinoffs a little bit more later. Um, but I, yeah. I think that'll be exciting to see. I think Book of Boba is what it's called. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of a funny title. I don't know. Book <laughs> All I'm thinking Boba. about is Boba tea. <laughs> yeah. It just feels like Book of Boba sounds kind of like like your aunt. Like, And it's like, this is my Book of Boba. Like, let me give you all my recipes. We got Macho Boba. Yeah, like a book. Like, oh, this is all my pictures when you were a child. Book of Boba. (laughs) Book of Boba. Yeah, man, it's going to be a scrapbook. (laughs) (laughs) Jay, I'm imagining like the the show starts with just like a very old scrapbook being opened. Yeah. Like a hand being pointed. It's like, this is when your father died in that like gigantic battle when you took his helmet. Tiny black and white scenes. Yeah. <laughs> or just like a photo of a baby with a helmet on it. Yeah. Each, 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 each episode. Oversized helmet. 
<laughs> yeah, and each episode is gonna be one one photo of Boba's life. Each episode is gonna be an episode of no. Each episode is gonna be a photo. Dude, yeah, Pratham, I think you just wrote it. You know what that sounds like? It sounds like the show Young Rock, where each episode is like on a certain like thing that happened to him, like in his life. One As episode, in the Rock, Boba's phone yeah. born. Second episode. Uh, Boba's wearing a baby helmet. It's gonna, yeah, Pratham. It's gonna be like episode three is gonna be a picture of him like hanging from a tree, like upside (laughs) down, and you'll just hear like his mother's voice, like I remember this day very well, as if it were yesterday. Your father was out in the yard picking the fig trees. I don't know why Boba Fett now apparently is Italian, Um, (laughs) but yeah, and then it's gonna like pan to it, and you're gonna see him like he falls off the tree, yeah. Ashika, what is your favorite car- uh, favorite scene slash episode? Um, I'm gonna answer favorite episode first, just because it's easier to get over. But um, it's it. the episode where Ashoka Tano comes back. Yeah. As a person who watches Clone Wars, I was literally screaming when I saw her on screen. <laughs> I agree with you. Ashika. I was so excited because like, the way why that they she like on regular yeah. Star Wars. And the way that they, like, portrayed her character in a live action when we've only ever seen her in, like, a cartoon version was amazing. You like the portrayal? Yeah. Okay. And, so like, what the did double-edged you like ab- lightsabers, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It gave me a lot of Darth Maul vibes. Uh, yeah. What, but, in a good, but in a good way. So, as someone who has not watched The Clone Wars and likely will not watch it unless, like, you or Harrow tell me incessantly to watch it. What what about the portrayal? What about the character are you drawn to? Because I know so many people love this character. Well, first off, there was a very low chance of this happening, but I'm just glad that she wasn't whitewashed, first of all, because she is like a person of color. So that's good. Sure. And I also love the way that they um, did her. I'm not really sure if it's hair or if it's just like the head piece. Yeah. The way that they made that just like looks so realistic and also look like it sort of blended onto her body was just really cool. Like in its extension of skin almost. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I follow you. She was pretty cool. Uh, so, but she's a big deal in Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. she is. Especially in the last season. How many seasons are there? I'm on the first season and there's like seven. Okay. Oh, whoa. Yeah. I don't even, <laughs> even know what, what season I'm on. 30-minute episodes or hour-long episodes? 30 minutes. All right. All right. I I didn't shut the door on it then. If you told me hour, I would have said nope, never. (laughs) Um, My favorite episode – I mean, look, I could easily go with the Boba Fett one. I could easily go with the the last episode. Uh, I think my favorite episode was the the spiders one in, like, the cave – no. Uh, the, the where Arctic. he ate the spider. Yeah, that, yeah. that was traveler, a really cool. Spider just oh. comes on the traveler. Like, yes, it's the traveler because it gave me so like like Sigourney Weaver alien vibes, where like the face huggers and uh, like the eggs. The eggs, yeah. It just took. It made me feel like I was watching the sci-fi movie Alien. And uh, then but there was. Go ahead. Oh yeah, you, Baby yeah. Yoda <laughs> eating the eggs yeah. <laughs> was like and. Mando scolding him, like, stop eating her babies. As if it's like it was a just child. Like, no it's like just deal. a baby. <laughs> stop giving me And the mother was, I felt bad for the mother, but she was so funny looking because she just kept like sitting there, like, oh God, oh God, oh God. <laughs> 
And the big eyes, and then but then the, the big first eyes. time, like man, man, no, was like a father. He was like a father figure to Goku. Yeah, dude, Jay, you're totally right. That I think that is like one of the first times that he was trying to guide Baby Yoda. Is that the right word? Yeah, and like the time with the little ball on the uh, with the space the ship, the lever, yep. the ball, the lever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great point. I, 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 I wonder if that's a part of why I liked it so much. Um. And then just like the the chase where he gets kind of pulled over, uh, and then you know you knew something bad was going to happen when they went into the cave, and then yeah. just that the scene of all those like Arctic spiders coming after you yeah. were that was really cool. I actually remember during the beginning of that episode, kind of telling my wife, I think we we're just like in a cranky mood, and the Mandalorian is slow at times, which Not- I'm fine with. But I remember we kind of looked at each other, and I was like you realize that every episode is the exact same formula. And she's like, yeah, I don't know if I like this show. And then that episode just was fun. There was something about it that was, I don't know, just a lot of fun. Uh, favorite scene, though? Ah, How do I not go when Luke shows up in the last one? Like, <laughs> you know it's him. You know it's him. But, like, just the scene of him beating and- everyone up through, like, yeah. the camera Gave me a lot of Darth Vader in Rogue One vibes. Yeah, where he I, just I looked, could see where you're coming from for that. It me just too. felt like vicious, unstoppable, and it was a very cool way to show Luke after Return of the Jedi before he becomes this like really sad hermit in the newer yeah. thing. Which let's, <laughs> he let's tried not to talk murder a child. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not even let's not even go there with the illogical part of it. Um, all right. So that being said. Uh, my favorite episode and scene is from season two. Jay, season one or season two, if you had to pick? Uh, season two. Yeah, what do you like more about it? I think because my, all my favorite episodes are in season two. And uh, yeah. both effects in season two. And the I think the the prisoner one is also in season two. And that was probably my second favorite episode. Because that was Jay, really cool. Yeah, Jay, do you think, do you like the fact that Two seasons and done? Uh, I think if they kept on pushing it, at one point, it would have been like, why? Because you have, at one point, you, you might tell yourself to watch it, but you're like, why? Like, they're just pushing it too much. Yeah. Jay, I agree. with The reason I asked that is because when that final episode happened, I remember saying, like, I, I turned to my wife and I was like, oh, it's awesome. It's over. Like you, there's no place else to go from here. Uh, part of it is like you can't keep milking the Baby Yoda thing, yeah. and then if you do a season without Baby Yoda, you're gonna have a lot of people like, oh, I just want Baby Yoda back, and and then you're gonna ha- you're gonna probably have Mandalorian have another like little baby sidekick of some sort, and then it just kind of feels like you're rehashing the same thing. So yeah. I actually I'm a big fan of uh, standalone series. So like it's just season one, that's it, or season or just two seasons, and then it wraps up. I I actually really love that, and I appreciated that about the show. Um, Pratham, season one or two? Season two as well. Just like the hype and all of the excitement that's going on, I have to go to season two. Yeah, for season one, I watched it after all the episodes came out. For season two, okay. I watched it like as they came out, like every Friday when they came out, I watched it with the family, and then that was just like. Um, the waiting for it was like the best part. <laughs> Dude, there was more to look forward to for each episode for season two than I think there was for season one. Yeah. 
But I think that's because, like you just said before, Jay, like you're it's the same universe, but it's like a totally different part of the universe. So season one's a lot of exposition almost. You're introducing characters, you're trying to introduce their motives, and you're trying not to cram it in one episode. So you really have to kind of pace and maybe at times I don't want to say drag. You have to really pace that well. Ishika, it's down to you. Season one or two? I would say season two, um, both because most of my favorite episodes were in that, but also just because of like the more father-son dynamic that Mando and Baby Yoda had going on. Yeah, yeah. I think I wonder. I wonder if him unmasking and him like being so willing to like not break his rule, but like sacrifice his code showed like a human side of him in the end of season one that you kind of started season two thinking, all right, this, this guy's got, this guy's got a heart. He's, he's actually like a pretty legit dude. Speaking of his mask, there is one moment that I wanted to bring up, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So um, when baby Yoda goes missing and I have to break into the compound, um, he has to take off his helmet to like use the scanner. And mm-hmm. the fact that the other dude was there and they're like sworn enemies basically. And so he saw him take off the helmet. He saw yeah. his face multiple times. But he's just like, nah, I never saw anything. You're good, bro. Like, that's a good moral to have. Yeah. Or just like a good human being. Like they develop that trust so they can like like have a temporary friendship. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, the the uniting over a common enemy. This is Bill Burr's character, yeah. right? The same guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there's almost like a level of respect. Like I hate you, we're enemies, but man, I respect you. Yeah, yeah. and plus, I think Mando would legitimately kill him if, if yeah. he told anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he would. Yeah. <laughs> so he also um, got that through his mind. Yeah, yeah. I think when you see Mando in action, you're kind of like. Yeah, I didn't see anything. <laughs> Jay, you noticed that there was like a pretty cool connection to the original Star Wars. What was what was the big one that stood out to you? Yeah, so how he talks about how bad the Republic is when he when he laughs to call the Republic, and that's like such an absurd thing to do for him. And like you would think like they're gonna be like the police or like some government force or whatever, but they're not. They're they don't even care about the outside planets. So that's why some people would want the Empire to come back. And then they even let, like, the, uh, like, uh, basically a terrorist group grow under, <laughs> under yeah. the, under yeah. the rows. So, like, that just shows you how bad their governing is. Yeah, I do love the, the subtle references to, to the original, to the original Star Wars, or at least even, like, the whole, you know, Star Wars canon and, like, the, all of the lineage. I think that's like well done. It wasn't forced. Whereas man, I mean, I've talked about this before, but I, I feel like the newer three star Wars man, were so, so much of it was so forced to make everything right and everything connect. And I just don't think Mandalorian did that. I think Mandalorian operated on its own so well. Uh, Jay, I, I love that man. Uh, Ishika, what else stood out to you about the, two seasons um definitely that plot twist that they had near the end of season two that they never just really addressed again but the fact that mando's like entire i wouldn't call it religion but sort of just like code or like pact isn't technically the right one it's a cult 
Uh, Val, what, Vespar, Vespar, Valspar, Vespar, Velspar, Velspar. What's his Vespar? Oh. Yeah, that is the coolest name for his armor. Oh, no, I don't know. Definitely. I just, it just, it just sounds cool. so legit. Like, yeah. oh man, it's not metal. It's not silver. It's not like tu- like Tuscan. It's <laughs> titanium. Yeah, it's not. It's not Northern Italy. It's Valsgard. I, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Is it with a Vescar. B or a B? Vescar? B-E. I think. Is it Vescar or Vescar? I think it's Vescar. That's how they pronounce yeah. it. B-E-S-K-A-R. That's how you pronounce it's with it, yes. R. Wait, it's with a B? No way. Yeah. <laughs> how did you think? See, this is why you need subtitles in your life. Uh, oh my goodness, it is. Subtitles it is are so useful. They're like your friend. Although, just a little not- thing that I really wanted to touch on about Mando's outfit. In, like, the first yeah. season, you can see how symmetrical it is when you, like, take away, you know, that, like, sash and, like, the belt. But, like, once he gets that you, thing... You just made him sound so <laughs> tough by when you said, when Mando takes off the sash and he's like, I'm not Miss America right now. I'm a killing machine. <laughs> no, um, and then when he gets that, like, um little... Enigma like stamped onto his shoulder. It just, oh, yeah, it really just makes everything look so much less symmetrical, but also way cooler. Just like that little touch. Well, because it feels like he's now earning all this best car, but he's also having to use it. Yeah, and it also makes him feel like more like less aligned with anyone or like more roguish. I also like to touch on that topic. Like, in the main plot, like, people think he's like good guy then there's bad guy but actually just the person like he doesn't care about all this jedi and the imperial stuff he just i think wants he hates to get gross. i think he hates jedis i think yeah he's kind of like the uh the anti he's not an anti-hero but he's just kind of uh rogue <laughs> but he's like neither to both of them he just gets the job done he's doing what he's doing and just he just like, broke all bonds with but so they don't have to like use him as one of I guess like the only person he ever cared about was Goku. So that's mm. it. That was yeah. I'm sorry, I, did you say Goku? Don't... Is that not how it's pronounced? It's Goku. Grogu, not Goku. G R O G U. Hey, listen, you're allowed to butcher the names because how many did I just mess up? Ashoka Tano. Oh god, yeah. I think I was like try- I think I you know what I had in the back of my head? Like Shohei Atani, who's a pitcher for the Angels. I'm just like I'm messing up everything. It's Friday. Thank goodness. And this is what I feel like makes this show so palatable or enjoyable for non-Star Wars fans is that you don't have to know the universe it's connected with. It really kind of works isolated on its own where, sure, you may not get some of the references, but it doesn't affect your, your the viewability of the show. Like, I didn't know those characters from Clone Wars, and I still enjoy the show just as much because I see this person show up with the double lightsaber and the cool hair, and I'm like, oh, don't mess with her. I didn't need to know her backstory. That was made very clearly, and I think the director, uh, John Favreau, does that so well with not alienating non-fans but also you know get almost like rewarding deeper fans with those little kind of references throughout because it really is just a space western i don't know who if our audience is uh are fans of western movies but like it's 
it really is just every episode is formulaic. And I'm going to, this is going to sound like it's a boring show, but it's a dude traveling through this world and meeting and experiences and dealing with different things that pop up. And then it's the next episode it does the same thing. But I think the coolest thing is you're submerged into the world. So if you're a video game player, if you're a gamer who loves playing like immersive worlds, you'll love the Mandalorian because you're immersed in the world and that's kind of like what you know. Every classic Western movie is established town, right? So established universe, established town, and a traveler or a new person shows up and it's like, this town ain't big enough for the two of us. Fight ensues and there you go, the end of it. And that's pretty much the Mandalorian, like every episode. Why do you guys think the show is enjoyable for non-star wars fans i think you just like explained it because like anyone can watch it and understand it but then star wars fans can watch it and get the references but the references don't really matter to your to the watching of the show and your understanding of the show so that's like the whole thing yeah i mean like jay you're obviously a very knowledgeable star wars fan but i imagine for people kind of like a shiko maybe from you know six months ago or so like the people who are who are not into Star Wars, the fact that there's nine movies is very overwhelming. Yeah, uh, and it might be the big uh, obstacle for me to get into Harry Potter. The fact that there are so many that I have to sit through to get through it, that I'm just like, nah, Too much I don't work. want to. Too much work. It's like when you fall behind doing schoolwork, and you're like, ah, I'll just I'll just fail. It's too much work. <laughs> also, most of the references that they give. They're actually pretty well explained, like Ahsoka's appearance and other Moth Gideon and all the Imperial stuff. Boba Fett. And Jedda's, yeah, and Boba Fett, and the rest of the Mandalorians. And I would argue another reason is it doesn't drag. It does Episodes of 30 minutes, 40 minutes at most, it's like you start, you get the the exposition, you have your what your rising action is, boom, you're hit with this conflict, and then credits with the cool drawings. Uh, I so love why would, I know, right? They're so good. And they're so detailed. I know. My wife's like, this is my favorite part of the show. Like credit to the artists. Like, dang. I know. Well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I know we, we've been kind of talking about like being immersed in this universe. So someone's got to draw it, right? Someone's got to like create what that universe is going to look like because it's not, it's not real. I can tell you guys that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got to be careful. It's not. Like, yeah. I, oh, no, Jay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Um, yeah. Like sometimes we lose sight of this. Like and as a creative, as a creative person, but like, you know, when you're so immersed in these worlds, I think sometimes we forget like somebody's got to actually create them, draw them, design them, show how the people would interact with these worlds. So I love seeing that creative uh, process and that kind of part of it getting like peek behind the curtain so to speak so i think we may have said why star wars fans would love it all the references is there any other reasons you guys think star wars fans or casual star wars fans would love the mandalorian i think it's again with all the references but also it has that feel of like the movies you have that amazing soundtrack you have the plot and you have that like playful banter sometimes between characters, and then you just have the outright insulting. <laughs> you have the droids, you have the aliens, you have the occasional lightsaber too, 
And it's oh, yeah. all still in the same universe that you get to enjoy. Oh, also, one last thing. If the non-Star Wars fans don't really get the show, they always have a Star Wars nerd who can help them. <laughs> that is always true. That is yeah. always true. We are we are here in plenty, and we will always show up to be like, uh, uh, let me help you with that over there. That's Moth Gideon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the planet that exploded. <laughs> uh yeah i love because you know it's always embarrassing when non-star wars fans try they always like butcher just one keyword but they're like oh yeah that's the the death planet no it's the death star stop it <laughs> um and for and anyone like, watching this episode or listening to this if you haven't seen the mandalorian yet but want to get into it here's a tiny bit of incentive there's jet packs Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's your spoiled enough of it where like they've Force already watched it. <laughs> like Yeah, Jay, I'm gonna <laughs> Ishika's like after this hour long episode that you just listened to, despite not watching the show and you got all these spoilers, if that doesn't do it for you, there's jetpacks. <laughs> Ishika, there's one person right now that's like, you know, hanging out like in their backyard. By the time this episode's released, it's springtime, weather's nicer. They got headphones on and they're like, eh, Star Wars, whatever. This is stupid. Uh, Jetpacks? <laughs> what? <laughs> Mom, hold up on dinner. I need to watch seasons one and two of The Mandalorian. All right? Am I wrong? The garbage though? will take itself out. Am I wrong, though? Jetpacks. I mean, you are not wrong. Jetpacks do exist. <laughs> Hey, listen, um, I think the other thing, and I know for me, uh, I tend, I kind of like sometimes my superheroes to be a bit moody and brooding. Um, Batman. I, 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 I love Batman. I, I kind of get a little like tired of like the whimsical Marvel feel of everything where it's like everything is a big joke. Ha ha ha. I have to say, I think a big sell for me as a Star Wars fan, but also if you're not a Star Wars fan, I think The Mandalorian is Star Wars for adults. Definitely. Just like it has a darker vibe to the whole thing. Yep. Darker, it's grittier, it's more serious. Jay, what do you think? You agree with me or you disagree? I agree because like I don't like how in some like TV shows they make the the main character like a nice guy and he wants to like fix every problem the nice way and teach a lesson or something like that's just yeah. not what I want to watch. Like I can go to school for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like this is like entertainment, not like teaching me a lesson. Like, so that dude really well said, really well said. Look, I've said this before. It really is so enjoyable getting to talk to students about things that they are passionate about. And obviously they're passionate about star Wars. They're passionate about the Mandalorian make sure if you're passionate about this podcast that you subscribe, make sure that you are uh, re-experiencing old episodes on any of the platforms you can find us, anchor.fm, our hosting platform, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Podcasts, anywhere the podcast can be found. <laughs>